tweet at SAFM Radio and at Aldrin Simpia. And we're also taking your voice notes on 0614-104107. Remember, our, t- our studio line is 86 We're in conversation next with Dr. Mafu Rakomizi, who is the CEO of Umalusi, the Quality Education Council, which has given the Department of Basic Education permission to release the 2022 matric exam results. The announcement was made at a media briefing in Pretoria on Monday. The Quality Assurance Body stated concerns regarding various irregularities that occurred during the 2022 final examinations, ranging from cheating to learners writing exams in unaccredited facilities. Dr. Rakumeti now joining us on the line. Doc, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So some of these irregularities that you have noted, how grave are they? Uh, good afternoon, Aldrin, and uh, good afternoon to our listeners. The irregularities that we have uh, experienced are, are worrisome and uh, they are serious. We don't need such irregularities in the examinations. Uh, for instance, we've got students still doing group copying. And one wonders how do they manage to do group copying when there are teachers supervising them as invigilators. We've got a case in Umalanga that is quite worrying where students uh, got onto a WhatsApp group and um, this WhatsApp group was prepared such that uh, at the commencement of the examinations, the learners would be favored with answers on their cell phones. For students to be on this WhatsApp group, they had to pay 1,500 rands. Um, and um, cell phones are not allowed in the examinations room. Now, it is worrying that also it was a teacher who was facilitating this kind of cheating in the examinations. A, cheater, a teacher who's supposed to build a hedge around the learners uh, when it comes to issues of morality, when it comes to issues of ethics. He's the one who's facilitating this and is getting money out of it. I saw that the, uh, the, the, the Sunday Times reported that the Road to Varsity WhatsApp group had over 370 um, members on that group. So just thinking about that 1,500 times 370. But then the other part is around the teacher. Um, where are they? Now, actually, the correct figure is 1,289. One th- 1,289. And then you multiply that by 1,500, it gives you 1.8 million. It's a lot of money that this teacher is, is making. Uh, and at the, at the same time, is destroying the future of our children. Sure. Okay, but where is the teacher now? The teacher is suspended, according to the report that we received from the department. Mm-hmm. And um, the investigations are going on. Because this irregularity is one of the irregularities that were reported to us as unresolved. Mm. So the department is continuing with the investigations. So does it mean that the results for all those 1,289 um, learners are being blocked? They are going to be blocked until the investigations are completed. And it affects 58 centers, 58 schools in Pumalanga. 58 schools in Pumalanga? Yes. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> this is this is quite something. So, so the other one, and which is also again in Mpumalanga, is about a school um, where the number of matriculants were over 1,000. However, though, the year before, um, the grade 11 learners were at around 280-something, or 243, according to the Sunday Times. 
What happened here and have you received any update with the investigation there? Because um, the report also seems to indicate that um, children would enroll at these schools, at this particular school, because they know that cheating would be allowed and they will pass. Yes, indeed. Uh, I can confirm that uh, we have received a report to that effect. And uh, learners go to the school, they migrate from wherever they come from in the country to go to the school because they know all sorts of chicanery is allowed at that school. Very unfortunate indeed. And the principal? The principal will have to be interviewed and interrogated. Mm. Uh, He's going to be part of the investigations because we would want to know how does a principal allow that to happen at his school? Mm -hmm. Okay. And and then with the investigation with regards to the WhatsApp scandals, when we spoke last year, you also indicated that the advice is on matriculants to stay clear of these WhatsApp groups uh, because they could also be implicated. Is that the case now? What, what happens is that there are WhatsApp groups that are created for noble intentions yeah. uh, so that the learners assist each other before the examination commences. There's no payment of money. They exchange, uh, you know, tricky parts of the of the syllabus. They exchange notes and so forth and so on. I said last year it is prudent for the students to withdraw from those WhatsApp groups mm-hmm. because if a question paper is thrown into such a WhatsApp group, you are by default by merely belonging to that WhatsApp group also party to the cheating. So once the examinations commence, it is wise. To, to withdraw uh, from such WhatsApp groups. Mm-hmm. Then let's speak about the quality of the papers themselves and some of the concerns that you've highlighted there, also looking at the quality of the questions. The, the quality of the papers, I must say, overall is good. We must not beat ourselves as South Africans. Uh, these papers are set by highly qualified people, uh, experts in the field, but they remain human and, and they can make mistakes. Um, we, we note that uh, the mistakes that they've committed are unacceptable, and we're not saying to, trying to minimize them. But we, we are also saying at the same time, where there is a human being, mistakes can always happen. Mm. We should not beat ourselves too much. And also, the reason why we condemn errors in question papers, behind every question paper, there is a learner. And once a learner is, is confused by a question, he's disadvantaged in the examination. So we are working on systems to ensure that we don't have a recurrence of this problem. Yeah. W- with, the, with, with the Mets paper too, the concern that was raised um, last year as well was that the, one of the questions was impossible to answer and it carried seven marks. Then how would Malusi then approach such an issue? What happened at the marking center is that uh, the question 5.1 to be to be specific because to be specific was discarded because it was faulty. Yeah. What then happened is that the other questions in question five, question 5.2 for five marks, 5.3 for six marks, 5.4 for seven marks, 5.5 for five marks were marked. So 23 marks were were marked, and the seven marks was discarded. A total of that question five was 30 marks. Mm. Then how we get to correct the seven marks is we do the scaling uh, through a recalculation of marks for question five overall, which is out of 30. Now it is out of 23. Just as an example, a learner who, who gets one out of 23 ultimately gets one once the marks are converted. 
The one who gets two out of 23 gets three once the marks are converted. The one who gets three out of uh, 23 gets four once the marks are converted. That can go on and on. Mm-hmm. But the one who gets 23 out of 23, which is the total, his or her marks are converted to 30. So he gets the full mark of 30. Mm-hmm. So there is a scaling that is done at the examination. Yeah. So w- w- why was that approach taken? Uh, because chances are that a learner perhaps would have been able to answer that question and m- maybe would have received the full marks for it. However, though, other parts of what was part of the full question, they may have struggled with it. The, the reason why the question was discarded is because those who got it right would not know how they got it right. Yeah. Those who got it wrong would not know why they got it wrong. Because if the question had no fault, it was, it was going to be easy for us to say, if you got a four, you got a four justifiably. If you got a seven, you got... So the, 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 the playing field was not leveled. Yeah. As a result, we had to discuss the question to ensure that all the students are treated equally and nobody's favored because he, he, he attempted the question and the other one just got discouraged, even though mm. he could have obtained the mark. And any of the subjects that have been standardized and was load shedding an issue at all? Let, let me finish mathematics before I go to okay. load shedding and say, over and above that scaling operation for maths, uh, uh, paper, paper two that was done in the manner that I've just illustrated, the mathematics paper of the Department of Basic Education was adjusted upwards. So the students, as we speak, Mm. have not been disadvantaged by that error. We have compensated for the error in the paper. Now, talking about load shedding, the two papers that uh, uh, are involved here will be papers like uh, information technology. Now, what the department has done and all other assessment bodies that for the subject that need um, uh, computers, they made provision for those papers by arranging uh, generators so that should there be low shading, there should be no problem. Now, as things stand, as we approve this result, we don't have any paper that has been negatively affected by low shading. And uh, on the last year when we spoke to the Eastern Cape, um, they, they, they told us about a cohort of matriculants that will be writing some of the core um, papers like mathematics and so forth in, um, in an indigenous language, whether it's Khosa or Susutu. Um, have those papers come before Umalusi? That, that is not for external examination. Okay. That is an internal arrangement of the Eastern Cape for the, the junior classes. It does not come to the grade 12 because before it would come to grade 12, Umarus will have to give approval mm. and there should be a policy framework against which that is done. As things stand, it is not allowed at grade 12. Not allowed at grade 12 as it stands currently? Yeah. Okay. And any plans to have matriculants write or some those who can um, to try and phase in electronic question papers? The, the question of electronic question papers is something that all assessment bodies are exploring. However, I'm not able to say how far each of them are, but it is something that we have to work towards in order to obviate the leakages of the papers. While it is true that this year we celebrate the fact that there have been no leakages, we'd want to be ahead of the crooks mm. and even introduce uh, electronic um, examinations. And do, do we have a time frame on that? 
we, we don't have a time frame. Like I said, uh, the different assessment bodies are working, and they are working at their own pace. We have not been monitoring that one as a quality assurance. Thank you so much for your time. Dr. Mafu Rakumeti is the CEO of Umalusi.